I was taking a look at some of the shoes recently that, you know, the hypest shoes that have dropped lately. It looks like um, turtle doves are on their way up. Uh, Travis has actually came down a little bit, which is surprising. Actually, all Travis came down about 20%. I remember the original Jordan Low one, like the, the brown and uh, what, what kind of colorway is it? Brown and the mocha, like the, the mocha, mocha's, yeah. the Rojimos. Yeah, they, yeah. they were sitting around 2200 US. Uh, same with the fragments, but the mochas are down to 1700. Yeah, I want to say that happened just as a result of the new of the new colorway coming out. I think a lot of people agree that the newest colorway is arguably one of the better, probably the best out of the lows. I mean, it's either that or the fragments for a lot of people. Um, I think when it comes to the OG lows, I know a lot of people didn't actually hold them uh, for some reason. Well, I had, uh, I had so we, we saw. I had three pairs, and they sat. I held them for probably two years and they sat at $600 for like two years. And I'm like, this is not, yeah. this is not going anywhere. So of course I sell it. This usually happens to me. Every time I sell something, they skyrocket. <laughs> yeah. And then they skyrocket off. And I think, you know, it's about like, it's a nice shoe, but I think a lot of people, you know, the thing is with these markets is from the buyer's point of view, you know, you have to consider what, what other opportunities am I going to have? Like, you know, that's what like Yeezys aren't doing as well. Right. Because there's always another 350, there's always another easy slide. So, you know, in the comparison of Travis Scott's, you know, they sold that Mocha colorway. Okay, it's not my most desirable colorway as it is. So now I see the new, the newer colorway, the reverse Mocha, a much better looking colorway, more stock, and and less resale if I don't hit. So I'm I'm definitely gonna you know prefer that. Yeah. You got um, any, so any leaks for us? Are we gonna see the women's pair? There's a lot of rumors that the women's pair is coming in September. <laughs> the uh Tom Sachs? No, no, women's Travis. Women's Travis? Yeah. Which women's Travis are you talking about? Travis Low Women's. Are you talking about the, the black uh, pair? They just leave the black pair with the white stitching. No, yeah, then, I didn't hear that was a women's one. I think maybe that's the women's one. I'm not sure. I have to look at it, but every Instagram stupid account is pushing this women's pair. Huh. They say women's. I was, I was thinking about Tom Sachs. That's a women's show. We'll talk about that in a little bit, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that kind of came to my surprise was, I I feel like stock on the the reverse smoker pair was going to be higher than it actually was. I feel like it was, you know, increasingly difficult to get these, and I feel like that's due to the fact that we saw, you know, a lot of the stores that would usually drop first come first serve raffled. I think every almost every single store raffled. I don't think. The only your only chance was really, uh, what I don't even know. I'm trying, I think DSM might have dropped a few pairs after after the raffle. I don't even know. But you know, Kith didn't drop. They they had the Kith raffles, which uh, unfortunately I hit. But uh, you know, instead of a lot of first come first serve drops, it was all raffled. And I think that is that's also why we were seeing them kind of you know yeah they they dipped a lot, but I feel like I was expecting them to dip even lower. Yeah, I think backdoor pairs were twelve to fourteen hundred, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so that's that's also probably the reason. Which they should have done, shouldn't have done, um, like shiny leather or pleather. It almost looks like they should have done suede in the white. It would have been way better. 
Yeah, I don't know why they did that, but yeah, my pair was like the QC on them was really weird. Like my pair has like a really weird uh, stitch just coming out out of like the the midsole, and it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a rock though. Like it's like really hard. Like the, the actual stitching itself is just stuck there. It looks so weird. Well, was, like, where'd you even get on your the pair? Travis, that was from Kit. You get your Etsy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad, but it's really a shame because. You know, we're seeing Nike pull out these, you know, collabs with Travis Scott. You know, they're increasing retail, and we're still getting the same awful QC. Yeah. Not even Travis can get around that. Um, well, I think we have everybody here. Or at least I see Dowd. Um, so thanks, everybody, for joining us. We changed the time to a little earlier to accommodate those on the East Coast. It's a little early for the West Coast, but Monday night, you know, school's coming back. We don't want to interrupt your evening time. Um, thanks for joining us August 22nd with and Notify Sneakers Reselling and Streetwear. I don't really like, I don't want to call this a podcast. It's not really a podcast. It's just like a bunch of enthusiasts come online on Twitter, share our, share our experiences, take a look at the market, take a look at sneaker botting, take a look at manual copying. Um, Sneakers that have recently released, upcoming releases, everything that has to do with everything we do at Am Notify. Yes, sir. And for those of you who don't know, my name is Ant. I am the manager of Am Notify US. Joe and Dad, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is Joe. I am the ex manager of Am Notify US. I don't really know, I guess, what my title is currently. Uh, let's just say jack of all trades with Am Notify. Joe. Joe. <laughs> I'm Joe. It was Joe. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm similar to Joe, to be honest. Uh, I used to manage the European region, and then now I assist uh, in operations and growth, customer experience, etc. Um, and then you get to hear me talking on stuff like this every other week. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming out today, guys, and everybody here listening. Really appreciate you all coming out. Uh, so, one of the things that we wanted to kind of run through to start was Supreme's new season, finally starting up the fall winter twenty twenty two season. And with that, we have the first week of in store signups taking place tomorrow. And yeah, so I mean, what do you guys think of that so far? Like the the item so far that we've been seeing. Well, the inline product is not very exciting. Um, I think the one thing that for me, like I, I wear pretty much a lot of a lot of Supreme stuff uh, on a regular basis. It's mostly just like the small box logo t-shirts or pocket t-shirts and stuff like that. Nothing with like big, huge logos or anything. But I, I, I find I, I like their flannel stuff, but their fits are so terrible. Like they're short and boxy. Um, they really need to work on that. Because I think they have some good, you know, some good cut and sew pieces, but the fit is terrible. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with that. And I think I had a bad experience with them a couple of seasons ago. With the, it was a quilted work jacket, um, and it was the one where, like, you could tell it was two way. One side was plain black, and one side was like a paisley type pattern. Um, super excited by it came and there was no quilting it was 
it was just diamond stitched to look like it had quilting. Um, and I sent it straight back, and they were like, "Oh no, we don't accept returns." I was like, "Well, that's no, that's not what you sold. Like it says, it's a quilted jacket." No, so they do come short sometimes on those sort of products, and we always used to have a rule of thumb that if it was a supreme item that wasn't produced by an existing company, steer clear. You know, if it if it's something that they commissioned themselves and had manufactured themselves, then you'll tend to get a, a worse quality product or higher stock numbers or whatever. Um, but that that goes all the way through clothing, all the way through. To- that's really unfortunate to hear, actually, because usually, you know, you would, you kind of think the opposite. I feel like Supreme is placed in such a high light, you know, in this community, you know, when they have like their AAA collabs. But it's it's a shame to really hear that. But, you know, I, I heard you mention, you know, the Paisley pattern. We're actually seeing a lot of that with this week's, uh, or at least I should say with the season. Uh, they're doing boxers, uh, T-shirts in, in conjunction with Hanes, actually. They're, they're adding like that bandana Paisley pack. Uh, pattern onto it could everything. be it could be a lot worse i think they you know when someone said to me they were doing that i had some really horrible mental images they do have a history of managing to cock up even the simplest pattern um but i think i think they've done well with that and also i think there was a couple of like stuffed pullover jackets like parker style pullovers um a red and a blue bandana one um those ones I, i'm quite a big fan of i quite I quite like those. Um, and then what else was there? The, the Jackard, script Jackard denim trucker jacket. Yeah. I think that will be, that will be one that I don't like. I don't think people will sleep on that. Like, I don't think normally denim jackets get slept on. Like, I, I can't see people sleeping on that. Yeah. No, I totally agree. There's a couple of really cool accessories that I think will do well. You know, people, especially with going back to school, university kids, like there's a coffee maker, either colorway. I mean, anybody would like to have that coffee maker in their apartment or house. Um, you know, I think that will do well. Yeah. Uh, what about this gumball like machine? Beanie baby. Cool. Beanie baby. <laughs> the cologne for the last time they did cologne was the John Paul Gauthier, like I don't know, four or five years ago. Um Oh yeah! I'm oh, this lot. is nail polish. This is not cologne. Nail polish. What the hell are we doing? Nail polish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little makeup collab. Um, Sorry, I thought that was cologne. That's that's a weird one. From a brand collaborative community perspective, I think it's awesome. You know, it's a great crossover for them to be working with a company in that space. Is it the sort of item that women are going to go out of their way to wear because? they get to be like, oh, yeah, this is actually supreme shade red. Like, I obviously don't wear makeup. I'm not someone that does, so I I can't comment on that. But I just get the impression that perhaps you'd have to be a super hype beast to do that. I can see Lee raising her hand. Lee, do you want to come up and give a comment on that? I don't think I can invite her, guys. I think I'm just a speaker, so I think Andy, you've got to invite her. Gotcha, gotcha. Let me make you co-host. I invited you to co-host, Joe, but you didn't accept, so... That I don't know how I do that, except co-host. Here it is. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I don't think they're... I mean, some women might be interested in it, but I don't think enough to where there's resale. But, Lee, tell us your opinion. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, for... I mean, 
a lot of forever street like they only come out with men's stuff right and and the street style is all for women is all men's clothing clothing like right down to dunks it's like grade school stuff uh does so well like shoes in general like grade school stuff um because that's what fits women so um I, I would like to see them branch out a little bit more for women and like as dumb as it is nail polish like i'm sure it'll do really really well like dudes will get it for i mean Christmas is a little bit a ways away, but dudes will get it for their, their girlfriends for Christmas, I'm sure. Like, it's something silly, stocking stuff or whatever that has, like, a, a flair to it because it's supreme. Do you, do you remember, like, this is going back years, five years ago, there was a hype for customizers taking the men's boxes and turning them into thong and brass really? No yeah. way. Because uh, you can, you know, similar to the Calvin Klein sets where they've got the white band, you can use the band on the underwear for that. And part of me feels like we'll see that soon. Like if we, if they're starting to kind of delve into that female-led product, which, as you say, I, I honestly hadn't thought about it like that. It, it's good. It's you know, it's nice that they're acknowledging that they've got a, a lot of female bands. And as you say, you guys have kind of been stuck just putting on whatever they release and hoping you can get an extra small. Yeah, they. I see they're doing gloves again. Those mechanics gloves always did well. Like you always see them in the shops. People are buying them. No, and then we also a, have the motorbikes. The big item this year, isn't it? Yeah, Honda. They're doing another one. Yeah, I didn't see that. After last time, there was a dude that was unluckily for them was number one in the queue in LA for the dirt bike release and he was so excited and documenting the whole fact that he was number one on Facebook um, and then he didn't get the option and so it kind of like exposed the fact that that product was never made available to the public and because <laughs> they, they, they said it would be in store only um, and you gotta get that guy a bike no matter what yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. you know it's you do get you do get it where guys are like, oh wow, like I, you know, I'm first, and you know, everyone's freaking out, being like, oh man. But like, first on a week like that, where it's like a pinball or a guitar or motorbike, um, you know, that's crazy to actually be able to see the guy like freaking out, being like, oh my god, I'm gonna get the motorbike. You know, he was so excited, and then yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but name of the game. I remember that. And wasn't that specific motorbike just like, wasn't it just like the pieces that like, wasn't it like covers for the actual bike? It wasn't you had to go, you basically, when you purchased it, you had to sign like a affidavit confirming that you acknowledged that it might cause death. And then you had to go to a retailer where they would basically, like you're saying, they would basically sell you a stock one with the Supreme items fitted to it. Okay. Like the fairings um, and whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like the, the mud guards or whatever. Yeah, because it was it was just a normal bike with some some decorations on it. Um, it's cool, but I think that sort of stuff. The reason that we do see like the the old fox helmets and all those sort of bits, they go for solid prices. But I think the reason why they take quite a while to get there is because those guys don't like motor, motocross guys. Um, like from my experience, they they don't really give a shit. They'll see that stuff eventually, and they're like, oh, my God, I need that. That's incredible. 
Um, like one of my friends, he went out and bought the full, like, uh, you know, the padding kit they had for motocross with all of the protection pads on it. Yeah. Um, he went out literally full outfit, helmet, gloves, goggles, the whole kit. And that was about two and a half years after the first one released because he didn't know it existed. Because he's not that, you know, though, he's not that sort of guy. He's out on his bike, he's in the garage twiddling away. He's not sat on Instagram scrolling through looking at that stuff. But then one day he saw a photo um, that a friend had taken of someone wearing one at a meet and yeah, Google's DocX buys it all. So I do think those sort of motorbike things can be a good investment. Um, I know this year they've got like the crazy uh, jacket that they're releasing. Uh, what was it called? Was it the Ridge Street jacket? Uh, by Jeff Hamilton. Um, and it's got right. it's got like a it's crazy. It's uh, lambskin leather, satin lining. It, I think it's something like fifteen hundred bucks retail. Um, Jesus, but it's a, it's a work of art. Like it, it's sort of like it kind of like throws back to the old Marlboro jackets uh, that you see guys wearing every now and then, where you're like, wow, like yeah. that's you know that's a beautiful item, and I think it'll age really well as well. So. If if I'm feeling particularly flush that day, maybe I might go for that. But <laughs> at the same time, like that's a wear once a year item, if that, like maybe once every couple of years. Like you're not going to get a lot of wear out of that. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I, I think we've kind of spoken about Supreme enough. I think. I'll, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, I hate Supreme, but <laughs> I do want to know. I'm eager to find out what that free gift is, though. If they do do, um, if they do a Metallica collab or a Rolex collab, obviously those will be highlights of the season. You oh, can yeah. expect something from Nike. The shoes will be terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, some, some weird silhouette. silhouette. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll see Jordan. Not that'd be entirely nice. sure. I mean, all, all I would really like to see, in all honesty, is I would love. To See them do some retros of new uh, North Face. They've got complete control over that now. Like they own both brands. Like that would be pretty cool. Classics and retro them. I did see earlier that there's a will a, a zip flannel that they're yeah. releasing this season that is near identical, just different colours to a 2015 version. So perhaps. We will, you know, perhaps we will see um, some more of that kind of harking back. I mean, anyone that knows me knows I, I, I'm a huge fan of the older Supreme, like pre-2005 stuff. I've got a pretty crazy collection of that um, stuff. And, yeah, I think that would be great. I know that the new creative director's got full control from next season, I believe it is. So we're not seeing, like, like I think this season's a step up from what we've seen the last couple of years. But we're yeah. still not seeing his full um, impact. So that won't be seen until um, next year. And I do think like that sort of guy is going to be bringing in awesome network connections. Uh, in the same oh, yeah. way, like you know, something Virgil did for uh, LVMH. You know, he was so well connected with just and well respected by everyone in the industry um, that he could you know, he could send a couple of text messages and work with anyone he wanted. Um, so I, hopefully we'll get to see more of that. We'll get to see Supreme working with some like what I would call like what the fuck brands, where it's like how you know how have they manage that. Um, and yeah. 
Fingers crossed. I know, obviously, there's rumours about Louis Vuitton too. I really don't. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Like to me, that should be left, um, left in the past. I don't. I, you know, I feel like that's yeah. Would be cool happening. to see, but I, I, I just you know the first one. I feel like it was so. Big, it didn't strong. Bad taste in everyone's mouth. And yeah. Does anybody that is a Louis Vuitton customer? actively actually want to go out of their way and purchase supreme um given that i still know guys that are being contacted and being sent air force ones which i'm assuming are unclaimed ones um from people that ordered them prior to the release i you know i don't i don't think so like i think that we you know we'll see those sort of high tier collab items go to the people that want them um and i mean there was the ones the Louis Vuitton ones they did with the suitcase that were, I think they were going for like 200 grand at auction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one sold on StockX the other day for like six grand. That's <laughs> fake. That's, it's got to be like a fake sale. It's no way that's um, happening. I mean, I, I hope not. I hope that's, not. That's not. If, if there's someone that's. Really um, all the time. Yeah, no, definitely not. But it's, you know, there's the, the highest bids, I think, are like 36 grand and, you know, not to bring up a you know, horrible thing, but he's passed away. So that thing's had that boom now. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. five years' time, people aren't going to suddenly discover Virgil and prices are going to shoot through the roof. Like, his moment of exposure, in my opinion, has been, uh, you know, the same way with Kobe when he passed away, his shoes saw a huge, massive spike. Um, but now, that you know, they've simpered down and I, I wouldn't really expect any of those ever to have create obviously over time they they might certain ones that are low low uh, supply but i don't yeah i don't expect to see any crazy movements on that that sort of stuff it's interesting that you say that because like you know arguably jordans were at a lull until we started seeing the documentaries coming the stories like we saw a big resurgence from that so it'd be interesting to see if there was let's say a kobe documentary or some kind of netflix series and same with Virgil, like if there was some kind of, you know, marketing resurgence, you might see some movement, but I think you're right for the most part. Like otherwise, it's it's come, I think it's happened, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we, I mean, we've seen with the Turtle Dove, like they've re-released that six years after it first came out. Guys like me were tweaking out because they want, you know, they needed a pair <laughs> so bad, uh, as everyone knows. And... um then, you know, there was guys that were getting uh, raffle wins and stuff, I know, that weren't even bothering to claim them because at, the, at that point, right on the release, it was looking as if it could be a $300 shoe. And obviously, Europe didn't release. There's probably 25,000 pairs sat there at the moment in the ether that will release at some point in Europe. And, Jesus. you know, once that happens, then what happens? So I think if they've released a total dove like that, I would, you know, I would, I'm not a betting man, but I would, almost be willing to bet that we will see Oxford Towns, that we will see Turtles, that we'll see Moon Rocks, um, and that we will see uh, Pirate uh, Blacks again. I mean, um, I don't know, because you have to remember also, like, Kanye was, kind of, I mean, did you guys saw that DM about Kanye West, right? Uh, oh, he was oh, kind yeah. of going off about Adidas, how they kind of, you know, did this without his approval. They reproduced these shoes that he didn't want to reproduce. So, you know, whether or not Kanye has any, you know, authority in that department, if he actually has like a legal right to be upset, I don't know if they would actually see, I don't know if we would see, you know, future 350s. I'm sure Adidas wants to do it, 
but I want I don't know if their relationship with Kanye would hinder that from actually happening. Well, I want I seven fifties. Did, did you see this week the shoe that Adidas announced that's identical to the foam runners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the pull out shoe. You pull the yeah. shoe out and you're left with the black shell. If they're still releasing those after that DM and after the incident with the Yeezy slides, the beige ones where Kanye posted them and said, this is, you've stolen my design, and they've still got the balls to post the, like those. Fair enough. It's, you know, I, I think they know they've got him by the balls because at the end of the day, he might be Kanye, but the billions that he's made have been from Adidas. I don't think Nike will touch him with a barge pole. He's tried to do stuff with like Sorconi and people like that. It's not much great fanfare. He could if he can maybe go to Bape, but as we've just seen with the Marvel um, Bape stars, probably not going to get the same sort of traction. Even if he did do the college dropouts again, I, I, again similar to Virgil, I think Bape, that Bape is dead. that moment's gone. Um, so to me, almost kind of stuck in a corner uh, where yeah, you might not like it, but the they're giving you the freedom to work with the gaps and the Balenciagas and do your design thing whilst also giving you a platform to create a multi-billion dollar um, company. Yeah. Like he's, he's, uh, he's done pretty well out of his relationship with Adidas. Oh, yeah. No disagreement there. He obviously but, claimed he was broke before. Yeah. But now, you know, on that subject, with Yeezy and Adidas, today we had another Yeezy slide release. In a familiar brown colorway, one might argue it is, you know, it's like the same exact colorway as the O'Grays that, that released a few times in the past. Um, how how did we do today? Uh, it seems like it was, it was actually a pretty difficult release as far as, uh, you know, Yeezy Supply goes. I didn't go for Yeezy Supply just because they don't ship to me, but I got a couple of wins in store um, and confirmed, which was a nice surprise. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah I was able to. I think I hit, I hit like a few pairs on Easy Supply, but I was getting uh, a lot of issues with. Uh, I was running Secret, and I was just getting some issues with. I think it was something with my proxies. I got to double check what was going on. Just was not passing on Secret at all. Uh, but the bot seemed to do all right today. Uh, Wrath for me did really nicely. It was passing a lot, parting pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, and Wrath obviously cooking. You know, Easy Supply finish line JD as well. I think I checked out 22 pairs on finish line JD, and I got Ooh. 21 cancels. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited for you then. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joe? How did you do? <clears throat> Big fat zero. Ooh. Didn't uh, even hit Canada. It's brutal. Yeah, that was yeah. That like, I'm I'm desperate. If anyone on here wants to let me run their American cards on Yeezy Supply and split the profits. Hit the DMs. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> that security fraud thing, like on Year's Day, I think two drops in. I was like 50 or 60 of those like fraud identity. And I just stopped. I was like, there's no point running us anymore. Um, I'm just going to sit. And thankfully, it all switched to confirm. So it wasn't, um, well, or mostly switched to confirm. So it wasn't too much of an L. But uh, it's that sort of stuff frustrating, like especially as um, new, a newcomer to this side of the world you know i don't have access to the same resources and companies and cards and stuff that i have back home 
certainly finding my feet. Um, I'm going to be hitting up the AM Canada staff, actually, to walk me through how <laughs> to do that sort of stuff. How, uh, so, so I heard, um, like, a lot of websites, too, like, you know, Kith in particular, raffled, right? And now Kith, that this is a website in the U.S., that, one thing, you know, just one thing I want to mention. Well, if anything, anybody's trying to get slides, they seem to be restocking on Foot Locker US right now. Live updates. Live updates. I'll still hit nothing. So there's lots for you guys to hit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I hit a website that you know, we've seen drop first come first serve thus for forever. You know, they, this is a website that would drop Travis. Travis got one's first come first serve. Uh, they it seems like they've completely switched to raffle. We saw them release the Travis Scott Lowe's via raffle, and it seems like every you know like you know very hyped profitable release that is not gonna sit at all is been raffled. You know we saw these easy slides as well released exclusively through their app raffle, and no no stock released online. Seems like raffle bots are like the wave now. You know we're even seeing foot sites with FLX. I think it's, um, well, you know, I think it's a problem of our own making in terms of, you know, it's it's a lot easier for them. It's a lot less resource intensive. But from certain people I know, like within COVID, obviously it was all raffles for stores, and a very large European retailer was doing only raffles instead of doing, like you're saying, app and blah blah blah, um, and from the figures. I heard it was it was costing them obscene like obscene figures in terms of manpower costs to go through the raffle entries that were getting botted. Um, wow! And so they like they were they were super frustrated because it was it was genuinely like millions of pounds a week um, wow. for them to pay the extra HR costs because they weren't doing you know you can't get a guy that runs no disrespect but you can't get a guy that runs a retail store to go through a list of 100,000 data, like, data entries for one single store raffle yeah, and cleanse that data. And then, you, you know, you've got 750, 1,000 stores there, and they're, you know, it's an expensive process. Um, so these guys were there rubbing their heads going, we're paying so much money to stop people entering these raffles that we're only doing to stop people purchase. Why are we spending so much money on stopping people from buying products? When we're a company that is here to sell products, it just doesn't add up. Um, so I do think that we will see this circle, you know, almost repeat itself over on this side of the world. The raffles will pop up, they will get botted, their app will go down, their website mm. will go down, and they will go, hold on, shit, Foot Locker, our app's been down for six hours. We normally average $15 million an hour on tracksuits, flip flops, and socks. It's not worth us for the sake of selling a hundred grand's worth of product just to shut off our app for six hours. And they'll, you know, they'll go back to more creative ways. They'll just go in store. They will send out random email. So it's, we're, we're in a circle and like, honestly, from the contacts I've got and the guys I speak to, like they are as clueless as any of us would be on what to do and how to fix it. It's, you know, there isn't some master council of retailers that sit there and discuss you know how this works and you know oh god what's cyber doing today what's raf doing today it's not like that it's right. literally a bunch of guys scratching their heads going what the hell are they doing how are they doing this to us um 
So I think it's yeah, it, it's we should we should see that calm down because it's not it's not worth them paying the money to do that process just to stop people from the bottom. Just just let them bot it. Just let them take the stock. We don't care. Um, yeah, no, I, I it makes sense. It totally makes sense. I and mean, I think we're seeing that with even foot sites as well. I know in particularly Canada. We've seen them, you know, every time that, you know, they do the ship to me, uh, FLX raffle, right? But then, uh, though, after they send out winners, they will just release the unload stock first come, first serve. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely something that's um, fairly commonplace. Um, Mr. Porter obviously used to do it where they would do their EIP release. And then, you know, two, three weeks later, they would just randomly whatever stock um was left um but they would say you know full time like no no stock we're not releasing we're not releasing we're not releasing and then one day they just go oh surprise 50 pairs well. of presto off white black um and it's it's kind of good it's kind of bad because they think they're being clever because i guess they think that bot owners are just sat there for that 15 minute drop window and they don't realize that someone can see a monitor, click a button and have a hundred tasks set up within right. a millisecond of seeing the monitor ping. Right. Um, and, you know, when these guys do see these sort of things, you can see their heads are completely blown. Like, shit, how are we supposed right. to compete with that? It's, um, it, it, well, actually, actuality, my opinion, it's not actually that hard to combat. Um, but that's the conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that is, is just kind of interesting to see with these slides is, you know, we're seeing a very similar trend that what we saw with like the glow slides, where, you know, the general consensus of the car way is like, well, you know, it's not, it's whether or not it's desirable, but in this instance, we already have, uh, you know, the Oak Ray already released. It's a very similar car way that we are, that a lot of people who wanted a brown easy slide have, you know. So, you know, that that's reflecting in the current resale prices. Now, you know, there's still resale, there's still profit. But, you know, like a size four isn't, you know, it's getting pretty close to retail. Whereas, yeah. you know, if this was like, you know, the Oak Rays when they first released, it'd be a completely different story. You know, it's just, I've said, I think I've said every single week that we've had a, a call, a Twitter space, you know, we see this trend with, with Adidas Easy. They, you know, they give us a new silhouette very limited at first then they'll do like you know the major colorway is white black brown maybe like a yellow a blue or an orange and then we'll start to see you know different shades of that same color so now we're you know we have the flax we have the resin sulfur glow you know yeah. we have a ton of different shades of essentially the same color yeah it's, it's interesting it's actually quite like a high fashion approach basically picking a color palette for the season going we will release this item in all of these colors and so like it's it, it's it's a proper fashion approach, but it's just in terms of like the stock numbers. If they were doing it like the V ones, where it's like ten thousand, twelve thousand units, oh man, like those things would be rocking. People would be paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for them. Um, I do also think the time of year is probably coming into play as well, because you know I know people oh, we yeah like summer, but most people have already like kitted themselves out for summer. You know, they've got their slides for the holiday that they're going on that they've probably already been on. Um, yeah. And so they're probably sat now thinking, shit, okay, well, 
I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks on a pair of slides because I, I've got to buy a winter jacket soon. I, right. You know, fall's coming. I've you know, perhaps got some stuff. I need to buy sweaters, hoodies, whatever. Supreme season starting. Maybe I need to save my cash for that instead of spending it on the hundred slide that's released in the last month. No, you're totally right. That's a very good point as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because now we also have uh, the Foam Runner Sand uh, restocking again uh, this coming uh, Thursday. Saturday, Thursday. Saturday. Am I doing Friday? Friday, 25th, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah, Friday. And I'm my dates, man. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so. Without you know, we we had we just had Easy Day, right? And on Easy Day, we saw an, you know a restock of a bunch of different slides, but then we also saw the restock of the Easy Foam Runner uh, R at. So, and that was like the you know the first the OG Foam Runner that was all white. They released the sand colorway later on. That's like an off white, and now we're seeing another off white Foam Runner restocking again right after an all white Foam Runner just restocked. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how those prices. Here we go. As far as we saw, yeah, foam run is that kind of shoe where it's just like uh, I always felt you can't go wrong with it from like a personal perspective, but also from a from a selling perspective, it's a good oh, model. Yeah. It's solid. People love it, and it's one of those one kind of like the original Ultra Boost when they first came out. Everyone was like, "Oh, they're stupid. Look at it. it looks like you've got a paper cup on your feet." People put their foot in it, and they go, "Ooh, yeah." I can see why you like it, and before you know it, they've you know they've gone and got a pair, and they're like, "Yeah, you, it's that sort of shoe." You tell someone it's not for wearing; you wear it when you're going around the airport. You wear it when you're popping out to the car to go and grab your shopping when you're helping your mum bring it in. Like, that's the sort of thing you wear. You know, you're not you're, you're not wearing that. Shouldn't be, in my opinion, like rocking that shoe out to dinner. Like no. you know, you, you shouldn't be wearing it to into the mall or something like that. You know, it's it's for comfort. It's a comfort shoe, right? I've just offended Joe because I know that he does all of his shopping wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Honestly, it's such a damn comfortable shoe. Honestly, I love it. I actually, you know, I and I made, I went true to size when I first copped because I, I, I had no idea. I don't know, I actually have no idea why I did that. Honestly, <laughs> but uh, they fit. I kind of got to squeeze in, but like once it fits, it fits nicely. But you know, wearing them over time, it, it hurts. But then I got a pair of some one size, you know, full size up, and it is amazing. It's, it's like actually walking on a cloud. Yeah, the size don't have a foam runner. I recommend. Just been a little bit dodgy recently. Like I, I mean, I, I was rocking the three eighties earlier, and I have to go like a full one and a half sizes up in those to fit. I have to go half a size up in slides. And it just gets kind of confusing and frustrating to have to remember, like, okay, what was I in that? And for an average consumer, it would almost be off-putting because, you know, you, you oh, wow, I've one confirmed. I've got the size that every pair of Adidas I own is, and then it turns up and it doesn't fit. Um, and I know they do try and give sizing advice, but it's like, if you're going to tell me to go a full size up, get a size 11 if i need a size 11 just change the fucking sticker on the box yeah make that a size 11 like it's really yeah. not that complex like like it's literally that simple just change the sticker on the box 
make that a size 11. Now we don't need to think the customer's getting the size they need. It will save you a bunch of customer service time. It will save you a bunch of returns, which they pay for. Um, right. you know, it's like that airplane that saved 20 million a year by removing one olive from their um, first class meal or whatever it was. You know, they, they can save a lot of money just by doing the, that tiny thing. For some reason, whatever reason, they don't. Um, but yeah, with that, we also were seeing this week the release of the Sakai X Nike Cortez, uh, an actual like decent collab. I feel like this time around, it, it's not the worst looking shoe compared to some of the more recent Sakai collabs we've had. What do you guys think of those? Let's let's see some reactions. What do we guys? What do we think about them? Give me some thumbs up, thumbs down. What do we think? I don't mind them myself. I don't think they're going to do well. I think no one's uh, reacting because there isn't a thumb down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't like. Uh, I think there might be small amount of profit depending on how many they'll release. But being that it's a second or third, third because the first time they released, they did two colorways, right? So this is kind of the third. But second uh, release. Well, no, with the Cortez, this is the first uh, Sakai Cortez. Uh, with the oh, I'm I thinking think the, Union. Sorry. Yeah, Union. Yeah, those are awful. Yeah, those are sitting everywhere. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because I think this is the Cortez. I think 4.0 is what they're calling it because it has like you know a little air bubble in. I don't know if that's unique to the collab at all, but it, it's actually like kind of a. It's a cool-ish looking shoe. I don't know if I'd wear it. I'd have to see it in hand. But it's, you know, it, considering what we've seen, it could be so much worse. Really. Um, but, yeah, like you said, resale-wise, uh, I, I just think we're think really going to see it. Yeah, I think we discussed it with the Union model. You know, like I think the only one that's really gone crazy on resale was that uh, Kendrick Lamar, Kenny Cortez. Mm-hmm. And that is Barely. Lit- literally... The same reason as the first Yeezys. There was fuck all stock. There was no stock of them. No one expected it to do well. Guys that got them got multiples and held. And it was the perfect storm. Um, but really, apart from that, like I personally can't. I, I can't think of a, a Cortez that's ever really been uh, in demand. And I'd, I'd even go as far as far as saying like Virgil did near enough every. Silhouette that um, Nike has. I don't think he did one of those as of yet. No, I don't know. No, we haven't seen it. Off white Cortez, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Um, it, it could be, yeah. Like, you know, it's the sort of right. he, he might get you to take a double take and go, actually, yeah. you know what? I might wear that. Um, but I feel like there's probably a reason why. Like, there's not much you can do to that shoe. Like, it's a, it's in terms of the space that you've got, the mass of the actual shoe itself. Right. There's not much you can do. Like, you can change the materials and the colors, sure. Um, but you can't get too creative with it. Like, you know, you couldn't really even do like a massive thick stitching on it because it just wouldn't look. You know, it wouldn't look right proportionally on the shoe. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. I think, I think in the end, you know, we'll probably see these sell out. But if they do any more, it's gonna sit. And then yeah, I think, yeah. if, you know, after after the release, we'll probably see uh, these are gonna come close, probably pretty close to retail. 
if stock is as high as you know we're expecting it to be. And then you know any future restocks like you know undefeated you know we still like undefeated kids like they'll just randomly restock a bunch of pairs you know we'll see those and then those restocks will just sit. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's a good summary. You know, I think I really want to see more uh, Sakai LD waffles. You know, those were those are such those are bangers. You know, the fragment collab, I love them. Such the, a, um, a wonky looking sneaker. One of the guys that's the staff at NFT Sneakers Game, or F Farmer, yeah. as it's now known. Um, he, he's a good friend of mine in real life, and he he rocks the OG ones a lot. Uh, he's got both oh, nice. And they've been, you know, he's he's worn them. They've been really worn, and they just look fantastic. They look so damn good. Um, and you know, it's I don't like that style. Really don't. I don't like the shoe. It's again similar to the Cortez. It's a, a skinny running type shoe. Just not something that I like. But for some reason that style just colors go well together. The extra ridges on it with the extra tart like. Just all comes together really nicely. Yeah, and especially the the earlier collabs too. Like they are nice. I just love like the color, like the black and white pair in particular. It's my favorite. So nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they did get a bit. That was another example though, of Nike getting a little bit out of control because suddenly they're doing lows, highs, four colors at a time, and yeah, they they could have built up a bit of a, a bit more of a story, you know. Yeah, built, turned it into a bit more of like a, oh shit, that one, like almost like a Dornbecker type thing. You know, once a year we know we're going to get that Sakai collab. What's it going to be? What are they going to pull out of the closet this year? And if you if you can build up a repertoire of those, like you know your Tom Sachs, your Travis Scotts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you could have like a historic release once a month. And like as, yeah. as a business, like wow, like that's. And that's not even with anything like mad, you know, the Virgils or whatever. Like, you know, that's just like you're rinsing the the Travis Lowe's, just like going on MS Paint and changing the colors around a little bit and trying to produce something like, yeah, just do something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, they, they really could build themselves up. If anyone from Nike's listening, hit the DMs. I'm ready to coach you guys. Um, they, you know, they they could they could really turn it around. So they've got this crazy repertoire coming up, but they just like to be edgy. I don't know. Like, I don't know what possess, possesses them to do some of the silhouettes that they do. Yeah, I mean, I think at some point it's just a matter of them experimenting. I think we've kind of discussed this in our, one of our last few spaces where it's just you know they're they're trying to test the waters. You know, they they're seeing that hey, the silhouette isn't doing good. Can we? Can you know? Travis Scott collabs, you know, they have this amount of hype. Can Travis Scott save this silhouette? You know, or can Union, like, if, if we, you know, collab with Union, will this save the silhouette? You know, in that, in that regard, I think it's more of them kind of experimenting in a sense. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you, we, we have to pray and hope because if it isn't, my gosh. It's yeah. A, it's a real, you know, it's just, I've just got that mental image of a bunch of designers in a room. Yeah, that looks great. I love that. That looks fun. And you're just sat there thinking, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it is just them seeing how you know how far can we push it, what can we get away with, what won't they take, etc. Like I, I think a good example of that's the West Indies Air Force One recently. Um, yes, they were. I mean, like, multiple stores I know of were having like big, huge displays 
Um, and like, like as in like, food, like a couple of them had like food stores, Jamaican food stores, like uh, samba music playing in their doors for the week. Like it's it like bordering on appropriation, to be honest with you. But it's, um, so I was in there, the manager talking me through, and I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, why, why have you guys put so much effort into this? Like into this particular shoe, <laughs> like a, a random Air Force One from 2004, 2005, whatever it is. Um, that to the sneakerhead today has minimal, if any, reference. Um, just felt very strange, you know. So, like, perhaps these guys do have their heads completely in the wrong direction. Like, may, like genuinely, maybe they. They do not have their fingers on the pulse like we think they do. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, we also have to keep in mind the fact that, you know, the guys that are higher, they might, you know, they're not. It's just like a matter of, you know, when you consider, you know, like a, like a website's anti-bot team, right? They're not bot developers trying to get around this stuff. They're not seeing it from like our perspective, not mm-hmm. always seeing it from like the consumer's point of view, which, you know, a lot of companies are guilty of. It's, you know, it's business. It happens. Um, but it's just yeah, a matter of you know, fixing that and you know getting the ball rolling. Like we saw, you know, kind of supreme. Really, they they got a new they got this new creative director on board, and you know now we're going to see what he pulls out when he has full creative control. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's also interesting to see, like you know, we're saying how Nike's testing the waters and everything, and we've seen this. I believe I want to say this is the second or third time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, that Nike has attempted to reintroduce the airship, uh, like as like a like a you know retroing the the original airship. Uh, we saw that first instance with uh, that store from Italy. I think Bottega Backdoor. I think that's what they were called. And they had yeah. you know the the New Beginnings pack. I think that's what it was called. And you know you had the airship and the Air Jordan. Uh, what was it? Was it was it an it wasn't an eighty five? Was it the eighty five bread? Uh, yeah, it was the eighty five bread. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And those, those, you know, those were individually numbered. Uh, and then I think we saw a second time they attempted to do, I think, a bread airship. I don't, I cannot remember with who. I, I'm drawing a blank. And now we're seeing it again uh, from 2022 with Ama Manier. They released, they, they just announced the collab this morning. They're releasing 2,300 pairs numbered of the airship in a royal blue and white colorway. What do you guys think yeah. of that? It's very retro, like very retro, especially in that colorway. It's yeah. like retro to the point of it almost looks like a Converse basketball shoe. It's yeah, to me, it's it, it's one of those ones where, as like a a real like lover of the subject matter, it's like on the fence, like firmly on the fence, because it's like one side of me is like, yeah, it's awesome that they're bringing this shoe back. That has arguably, I mean, it's bigger. It's bigger historically than the Jordan One. It's like that. That is, that is the Jordan One. Like in my in my opinion, like you know, that is the band shoe. It wasn't the Jordan One. That is the shoe. Yeah. So if people, you know, most people don't know that like, he wasn't wearing Jordan Ones. That is the shoe. He was wearing an airship, and so if he well, he had to have a shoe. Those, he had to wear a shoe before. Before yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. One, there was a shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because exactly. they because they did the adverts afterwards with Jordan wearing those Jordan ones. 
And ever since, you know, they think about it when they when it suited them, they were releasing the band Jordan One with the X's on it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've 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 literally like almost like whitewashed everyone's memories into it being, oh yeah, we you know, we created the Jordan One. He was wearing it, and Nike, uh, the NBA didn't let him wear them. And so now, and it, that's the history of that shoe. When actually, it's completely false. It's yes, it's his signature shoe, but that's not where it came from. Um, so it's cool that they're bringing it back, but at the same time, like, don't try and tell us for 20 years that a certain shoe is something and then suddenly be like, Hey guys, acknowledge how historic and cool this shoe is. Well, they should, they should actually call it be the Jordan zero. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Go for like, give the people the real, the real story. Rebrand it. If they rebranded it as the Jordan zero, it would instantly become a collector's item. It would be huge. Be so oh, popular, yeah. yeah. Put the same effort into it, like when they did that uh, pack with the was it the the Unk uh, Converse? Mm. Is that the one they did it with? Um, but it, yeah, do do some like proper packaging, like throw in something parking back to the early days or whatever. Uh, you know, an old school trading card or poster, like we used to get in shoes when we were kids. Um, put some effort into it and. Then you might get the collectors knocking on your door and going, "Okay, that's that's cool. I'll I'll buy that." But it feels a bit sloppy for me. It feels it feels like again, like, "Oh, can we revive this silhouette? Let's pump out a twenty thousand order and see what happens." Yeah, I am excited to see though, because like it is an I'm a I'm a your collab, and you know these collabs, you know even like the Jordan Two collab, you know it was a Jordan Two, so you know whack, but. The actual sneaker and the details, you know, with the packaging and the materials on the sneaker itself, incredible, really. You know, whether you like a Jordan 2 or not, you cannot, you can't deny the fact that the Ama Manier Jordan 2 is, you know, it is a work of art of a sneaker. Quality and uh, design on them is always yeah. great. So that's, that's going to be really exciting to see how they do that with the airship, because we know it's going to be, you know, of that, that level of quality. Yeah. 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 I, ho- I hope Nike kind of let them take a bit of creative control on that and and put some their own thoughts into it because they like you say the two is ugly as sin but their their version you know was good and like we said before it's crazy how these store designers come up with better shoes but at the same time it also isn't because we all would love to think that everyone on this call both speaking and listening can come up with better designs of shoes. And we're also the sort of people that would end up owning a sneaker store. So it does kind of make sense that these guys are able to come up with uh, more intriguing, better designs. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, with that, we're seeing even brands like, you know, Crocs venture out to some of these newer designers and, you know, they're trying to dip their toes into this industry. You know, we're seeing that with Sleeky Benberry. Uh, had one of the lead designers, I think the lead designer at Versace. And, you know, we've seen, he he's released, I believe, this this orange colorway is his third or fourth blog total with with Crocs. And it's a special Pollux clog. And it's a hit. So it, was, it was an immediate hit when he first unveiled it. And, you know, retail is, I think, like $80, $90. And you know, resale where you usually see roughly double the price, which you know, not if not a hundred percent profit, you know, 50 percent at the very least, and the demand is is still there. But now we're starting to see, 
you know, like when the first carway, the first set of carways released, it was very, very limited, very difficult to get. Now this orange carway that's dropping tomorrow, uh, we're seeing, well, dropping tomorrow on Crocs and a bunch of other retailers, we're seeing stock is much higher. Now, interestingly enough, you know, we, we have this kind of conversation all the time about how these these guys don't understand the you know, these website <clears throat> developers. They're not they don't see the consumer's point of view all the time. They they don't they don't get the full grasp of the actual experience. And I don't think a better example is Slahi Bember. This guy thinks that putting up emailing a pass putting up a password page on a Shopify store and then emailing the password ten minutes before the drop is going to it be wasn't even stop off. It was like thirty minutes before the 30 drop. Minutes, yeah, you... it was thirty minutes. Yeah. Like, like, he thinks that stopping bots, that doesn't do anything. And now, with this particular drop of the Cobbler Callaway, we saw bots had implemented some form of password page bypass that I guess they didn't anticipate their users to, you know, find out on their own. Because, you know, naturally the drop was at 12 p.m. Why would you start your tasks at 11 a.m.? But oddly enough, we saw people start their tasks at 11.20 and we saw a six-hour queue build up on the website <laughs> while there was a password page on the website and this man had not emailed the password yet. So now you have a six-hour queue on a website and you have his actual, you know, normal manual people expecting a drop. And this happens, now this particular drop, we had, a, you know, they had a bypass. But now on a normal drop where they don't have, you know, these these measures... A password doesn't do anything. You know, the password page comes down and, and, you know, bots take stock anyway. So now with this drop, we saw the six hour queue. Bots didn't know, nobody checked out until, uh, I don't think there was any checkouts like 10 minutes into the drop, barely. And then the entire website crashed together. Nothing, nothing worked. If you were in a queue, your, your queue got canceled. Everything just stopped. The entire website stopped functioning. He released the sneakers the next day and the same method, email password, except, you know, the, the bots turned off their bypass. So, that, you know, they could force a six hour queue 40 minutes before the drop. And instead we saw a queue 10 minutes before the drop. And I once again emailed the password and, you know, we took, took stock. You know, bots took stock and not a single manual user hit. It amazes me that this guy thinks that this works and he does this for every release. Yeah, I think I think it's probably like a case of just like complete and utter obliviousness. Honestly, like uh, it's it sounds like it because like, that's like the most like nineteen ninety six thing I've ever heard to send out a password um, <laughs> via a mailing list. Like, let alone the fact that you're on Shopify and dealing with bots as standard. Um, yeah, it it's sad, but like at the at the same time, like. Like you said, the stock numbers that I'm hearing like uh, are pretty pretty high and look like they're only going to continue getting higher. So I think we'll. It's a good shoe, and when it first came out, and it was kind of like limited and a bit of a like ooh, right? You know, you don't see it in person, and it had a little bit of a, a profit to it. People were kind of on it and like i've got friends that were wearing them at the time and now they will profess that it's you know, ugly as sin it's uncomfortable why did i ever buy that shoe <laughs> um but at the time you know as all of us have been victim of um it's very easy to get caught in that 
oh god yeah hold on i've got it in my car i'll buy it okay yeah great and then it comes and you force yourself to like it but yeah. really it's it's just an ugly clock yeah, I mean, what's and it's funny enough. You, we were talking about sizing before. The sizing on these is is insane. Like, they're they you got to size down. Like, I'm I'm a size. 10. <laughs> wow. I had a size eleven in hand, and they look like a size twelve. Honestly, <laughs> it was thing is huge. Long time since I've heard someone say size down. Kind of. Nice. I don't understand why these companies at the factory don't just take an internal measurement from toe to heel. Oh, it's eleven inches. No, whatever it's that is. A, to, oh, that's a size 11. It's the like, problem is you've got regional interpretations on top of it. So it could literally be as simple as like one version of it. It could literally, like with the easy slides, we've seen it with the restocks, how they're different sizes. It yeah. could literally be that one's been made in Taiwan and one's been made in China. And I they've mean, got slightly they different interpretations of the sizing. So that's what we end up seeing. Like when right. you get the Japanese releases, like Mastermind and stuff, you right. have to buy right. the triple XL to fit a medium. I know it's all based off a of last, like they they build them around a last, like a like a form, right? But still, like just adjust it. Don't tell everybody we need to buy a half size up. Just change the size. Especially when it is like it's not that simple anymore. Like it's you know you they they it's it's changed entirely from when we were younger, and you would go in and there was just okay, that's a size ten. It's now Nike's a size 10, Puma's a size 9.5, Adidas is a 10.5. And, a half. and that, like, that's crazy from a consumer perspective. Like, when they're talking about standardizing all sorts of other crap that we don't really need standardized, like phone chargers and things like that. <laughs> focus on the things that every single person on the planet wears on their feet. Get clothing so that a woman can walk into a clothing store and buy the same size no matter what store she's in, and it fits the same. You know, I've got female friends that go and buy trousers and they're going in like they're a size six in one place, a size 12 in another. And the, obviously some men are more inclined to feel like that. But for a woman, that must be like quite like debilitating sometimes to be like, shit, I'm a size 12 now. Fuck, I was yeah. a size eight two months ago. And it doesn't matter that they're the same size. And it doesn't matter, like, you could tell them and prove it to them. Like, that's it. It's, they've seen the, the size in the trousers, so they're a size 12. And, you know, that, that's shitty. Like, that, that's really terrible from, like, a, a seller to a customer point of view, I think. It should, they need to have that consistency. Agreed. Agreed. Especially, you know, when we're seeing these guys ramp up production, right? You know, they, they went from producing, you know, 12K pairs of the, you know, the first set of clogs that dropped. And now, you know, that now we have every single retailer getting them, you know, it, it's, it's insane. Um, but, you know, now we're seeing, you know, we have the orange colorway and now we have, I think we have the, the blue colorway, the black colorway, and even a red colorway, and a camel colorway that we all that we leaked in the past releasing. And it's going to be interesting to see just how many pairs they release of those and if prices will hold up. You know, it's a lot of colorways. But um, I think, you know, we've been going on for quite a long time here. Not too many people left. Uh, for those of you who are left, you're... Listening is greatly appreciated. You've all qualified um, for the Joe Homie special super proxy discount, ninety five percent special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, we're gonna 
probably be doing these every week once again. Uh, we have there was one thing that we wanted to cover today, but I guess we'll just have to wait for that to be next week. So you know, make sure you stick around or tune next week. And you know, once again, I really appreciate everybody coming out today. And we're gonna pick a few member, pick a few listeners from tonight to receive some free trials. I am notified.